Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 115. The sun is shining here today in the north, and it feels like everyone and everything is coming out of hibernation. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, the sunshine. And after seven long months of winter, I think she's here. I think she's here to stay and she's smiling today. I just walked home from the gym in the delicious sunshine. I got a coffee uh, and it was such a lovely way to end my training session. Got up at 10 to 6 this morning and walked with a friend who also has a very handsome dog that looks like Hank's brother, Charlie. And we walked for an hour this morning and it was such a beautiful morning. It, uh, it smelled like spring, that dewy, uh, flowery smell. And it was sunny and delicious at 6.20 this morning. And then I went to the gym and I trained. I did upper body. Uh, Walked home and now we're here. And we're going to record a podcast episode together, which I'm very excited about. Before we jump in, I just wanted to share with you some of the upcoming podcast episodes that are going to be here live on the Warrior School podcast. And don't worry, they're not just with me. Uh, I've got a stellar lineup of guests coming your way. Uh, And I wanted to share some of the episodes with you because I'm really excited about them. I have Sina King, who is a burlesque performer and confidence coach, coming on to talk about all things confidence, which I'm so excited about. I think it's um, such a cool topic. Then I have Kate Deering, who is the author of How to Heal Your Metabolism. She's going to come on and we're going to chat about balancing our hormones. 
which, you know, love a hormonal conversation. Then I have Lucas Aaron, who is actually Carson's coach. So Carson, who is my lover, uh, his coach is Lucas Aaron, who is the founder of Range of Strength. And he is a master of flexibility and mobility. And he's going to come on to chat about why flexibility and mobility are a key part of building a strong foundation and a strong body. Then I have Emma, who is Kitty's uh, business partner for Saturate. So she is the co-founder of Saturate. She's going to come on and we're going to talk about skin and supplements, which for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that I love talking about skin. Uh, having healthy, delicious skin is really important to me. And I'm really excited to talk to Emma, uh, especially about the birth of uh, their new skin line for Saturate. So they gifted me uh, a little package that came all the way from down under to Canada a couple of weeks ago. So I'm currently using some Saturate uh, products. So I'll be excited to talk to you about that when I jump on with Emma. And then I have a very dear friend who is also a psychologist, Elise. She is going to come on and talk about mental labor, uh, which is a pretty new term. She is just completing her PhD in mental labor. So how we can share the load uh, in our family with our partners. Uh, and it's a really, really cool concept and a really cool topic. So I'm really excited to uh, chat to her about that and her research. Okay, Warrior, this is going to be a little short and sweet episode. Uh, on my walk home from the gym today, I was just thinking about how much I love training. And I wanted to share with you the three key moments that made me fall in love with training. So, you know, I believe that we got to fall in love with our training. It needs to be something that excites us because to get stronger, to get those super cool results that you want, it takes a lot of work. So we really got to love it. And that's a big part of Warrior School is, you know, I help women learn how to train to build strength and feel great in their body. But through the how, through understanding the process and building a strong foundation, they fall in love with training. And it's really the love for it, the excitement, the passion that get some of the results that they want. And this is what I want to talk about today because there have been a few key moments in my life that have helped me fall in love with training. Maybe you, you know, you might think that maybe I've always loved training uh, and I haven't. (laughs) I haven't always loved it. I haven't always been in love with it and it hasn't always excited me but there are three really big key movements that made me fall in love with it uh, or re-fall in love with it and I think that's something really cool and important to talk about 
is that we can redefine our relationship with training. We can keep redefining it. Uh, And that can help us fall in love with the training. So one of my favorite uh, authors, researchers, teachers in this world is Esther Perel. And she's written two books, Mating in Captivity and uh, The State of Affairs is her second book. And I've been following Esther Perel's work for probably about eight to ten years. And she talks, you know, she believes that the, oh, what's her... What's her, um, she has this saying, she believes the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. And she talks a lot about passion and bringing passion into our relationships. And a lot of her work, uh, it really transfers well into our relationship with training, that it requires, uh, it does require work to bring passion into our training. If you haven't checked out her work, uh, I highly recommend that you dive into some of her work, especially when she talks about like rekindling desire and, you know, how to bring novelty and passion and um, like the erotic into relationships and some of the work that we do in warrior school and how I frame it up and and help my warriors around this concept of like falling in love with training or redefining our relationship with training or even rekindling desire comes from Esther Perel's work. Okay, so it's totally cool if you don't love training. Actually, when I Uh, first have a conversation with a woman who has applied for warrior school. We talk about her relationship with training and I'll ask her, have you ever been in love with training? You know, has training ever excited you? And often, you know, a lot of women like you haven't fallen in love with training, haven't fallen in love with the practice. You know, training hasn't excited them because They haven't gotten the results that they've wanted. They haven't been taught how to build a strong foundation. So training hasn't felt great. Uh, They haven't been following a program or a plan. So, you know, they haven't been super consistent. They've just been trying to piece it together themselves, uh, which becomes very frustrating and overwhelming. So a lot of women, when I talk to them initially, You know, they say that they've never fallen in love with training, but it is something that they would, you know, love to do. They would love to love to train. Uh, So let's, let's, let me share uh, those three key moments in my life that helped me fall in love with training. So for those of you who don't know, I come from a gymnastics and dancing background. So I come from an athletic background. I started gymnastics when I was three years old and competed in gymnastics uh, until I was about 
10 when we moved away from Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. That's where I was born. And my primary school had a big gymnastics culture and I competed in gymnastics. And just before we were uh, moving to northern New South Wales, I did a trial at the AIS, which is the Australian Institute of Sport, to potentially train out of there for gymnastics. But then we moved to northern New South Wales and it didn't have a great gymnastics culture. So I quit and I started to dance and then play hockey competitively, field hockey, not ice hockey. If you have seen me on the ice, <laughs> uh, Carson, the first year I moved here, we did do some ice skating. Now he was like born and raised on the ice. So he's phenomenal. But me, uh, at the best of times, I think sometimes I struggle just to walk on solid ground. <laughs> so not ice hockey, field hockey. And I was a competitive field hockey player for uh, a long time through primary school and high school. So I come from an athletic background. I come from an athletic family. My mom was an amazing hockey player. Uh, so moving my body, training has been a part of my life since I was three years old. Now, it wasn't until 2012, 13, that I really began to understand and really look at my relationship to training, to exercise. Uh, I've been in gyms as well and worked out, you know, since I was like 14 or 15. And I've always known that I've loved to move my body. But it wasn't until I had my injury in 2012, where I was flat on my back on the floor, unable to get up. And then I found my coach, Jules, and we spent a year rehabbing my back, uh, building a stronger spine. And then after about a year of the rehab and strength work, so rebuilding my foundation by doing mobility, flexibility, stability, body weight, strength work, uh, a lot of spinal stuff, building up my core, my midline, uh, one day, he taught me how to snatch. A snatch is one of the Olympic lifting lifts. So in the Olympics, they do, in Olympic weightlifting, they do two lifts. One is the snatch, where you take the bar, you're in a wide grip, the bar's on the floor, and you take it over your head in one movement. Then the second lift is a clean and jerk. So where you clean the bar, you stand up, and then you jerk it. So after about 12 months of rebuilding my foundation and moving from being this weak, broken girl that couldn't even get off the floor to this strong athlete again, he taught me how to snatch one day. And I remember that session. I remember learning how to snatch. And I think the first time... In that session, the first time I had ever snatched, I think I snatched about 30 or 35 kilos. Now, coming, you know, a year ago, I couldn't even pick a 20 kilo barbell off the floor. 
without being in pain. And then I put a 35 kilo barbell over my head in one of the most technical movements that you can do in lifting. And even, even talking about it now, like I, I get a little teary, I get, I get goosebumps and I feel like so warm. Uh, it's like a yummy feeling inside of me because that was the day, that session, that I felt strong and capable and so connected to my body. I trusted my body again and I found this amazing sport that combined strength and grace and coordination and mobility and you know all of these things from gymnastics and dance and I fell in love right then in that session with Olympic weightlifting and so our journey together Jules and I we went into Olympic weightlifting and my training was focused on Olympic lifting and that was one of probably the first key moment in my life that made me fall in love with training. And this is when I really started to understand training because there is a difference between working out and exercising. And that's what I had done my whole life uh, after gymnastics. But I was too young while I was doing gymnastics to truly understand, uh, you know, that was training, that was a practice, that was performance, you know, that was being an athlete. And then Jules taught me how to train, the processes, the methods. He taught me the difference between just exercising and working out and actually training. And, you know, understanding that combined with that snatch session, I thought, huh, this is epic. This is something so cool. And my love affair with the barbell began. My love affair with Olympic weightlifting began. And I competed. I trained a lot, like three to four hours a day, six days a week. Uh, I'm so excited that I'm just like hitting things here on my desk as I'm talking about it. Uh, and it was amazing. It was, I built such a strong, capable body through that sport. And this is why I'm such a believer in, you know, every woman should have a love affair with the barbell. Go, go and have a love affair with the barbell. And if you need some support to have that love affair, I would love to help you. Okay, so that's moment one. Moment two, so I had been lifting for quite a few years and competing in Olympic weightlifting. At the end of 2015, I competed in the Australian Open in Brisbane. Uh, and leading up to that, I had had a rib problem. So I do a squat jerk or a push jerk. So we clean the bar, we stand up, and then you'll see a lot of people doing a split jerk. So they'll dip. And then they'll split into this lunge position. I do a push jerk because I have great mobility and flexibility. So I dip and then I just push under and I don't move my legs. 
I was doing a lot of work, a lot of heavy jerks out of the rack, which means that I had to lower the bar back down onto my shoulders, onto my body. And the few months leading up to the Australian Open, I had this niggling rim problem. Uh, So at the back, so think of your back where your scapulas, your shoulder blades are, it was rib four. And it was just this constant discomfort there. And it would especially flare up after jerk sessions of like the bar just constantly coming down on my body. But we did a lot of, you know, I had a great team. We did a lot of work around it. Uh, I did the Australian Open, had a deload. Uh, the Australian Open was in December, had a deload for January. And then I think it was around February, uh, March, when I started to pick the lifting volume and intensity back up. And one night in Barbell Club, I was cleaning and I did a clean and I just felt this excruciating pain in my back, in that rib area. And I dropped the bar and I fell to the floor and I had subluxated my rib. So my rib had popped out uh, and like I could, I could hardly, I couldn't breathe without being in pain. I remember that night, like I, I managed to get myself home. I drove home, but I couldn't get undressed. So I had to have someone help me get undressed. Uh, you know, I remember trying to sleep that night, waking up the next day and it was just hard to breathe and hard to move. And I think I've spoken about, um, you know, injuries and my relationship to injuries in previous podcasts. And it is uh, another really cool podcast episode that we could do because it's a really interesting topic, like our relationship with pain and our relationship with injuries. And so back then when I was like in the peak of Olympic weightlifting, I didn't deal well with injuries or with, um, you know, discomfort in the body or something came up. Like I had quite a few uh, while I was lifting. It's an extremely hard sport on the body, even though I had an amazing coach. You know, we had I had an amazing foundation. It's still a lot of load and a lot of work going through your body. Uh, and so, you know, little injuries would come up. And mentally, like my mindset around small injuries or small discomforts was okay because we would just get in there, do the work, what we needed to do, and it never stopped me from lifting. But this rib injury actually, you know, I could barely move, let alone train, let alone actually lift with a barbell. And I didn't deal with it very well at all. I went into a black hole, uh, I was very down and very low and the rehab took quite a long time. You know, it was a good four or five months until I could actually be under a barbell again. But in that four or five months, I had to do a lot of work around my mindset, my attachment to lifting. I had attached myself to that sport. You know, I I based my self-worth on the bar how well I lifted, how much I lifted. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the strongest lifter in my category, but I was the prettiest. Uh, and I was known as the prettiest lifter, the one with the most beautiful technique. And so I attached to that as well. 
and then I couldn't lift. So, and it really shook me because I was the weak girl that was broken and then I turned into the strong girl that was an athlete with the barbell that was an amazing Olympic lifter. But when that gets taken away from you, it really shakes your self-worth, your identity of who you are. So I was in the black hole, uh, as I say, you know, deep in that black hole. And I was very resistant to doing my rehab at first because I really just wanted to lift. But slowly, you know, my coach and I, we worked through my rib injury. I started to get a bar back in my hands, but there wasn't passion or joy there. There was still a struggle because I couldn't lift as much as I was lifting before. And, you know, I I didn't like this idea of I had to earn the right to add weight to the bar again and own the movement again. And there was so much friction. and, And then I moved to Canada and I decided that I would actually step away from the barbell and really look at my relationship to training because it become like a little like a little bit messy and negative. Uh, And so I stopped lifting and I just started to play. I didn't follow a program. I stopped working with my coach and I just did what felt great. And for about a year, I had to learn how to love training again, how to love movement, how to love the practice. And it was just a lot of trial and error and experimenting and having no pressure and no expectations and really tuning into like, okay, you know, what did training teach me today? How did it feel? What did I notice? You know, what did I love about training today? So the second key moment was after my rib injury when I fell in love with training again, training in a different way. You know, I played around with hand balancing. I got back into gymnastic strength training. We did acrobatics outside in the park. It was just, it was different and fun and exciting. And it had this element of playfulness because for so long, there was so much structure and rigidity and following plans. And, you know, both of these things are amazing. And I think having a balance is really important and part of, you know, part of what helps us fall in love with training is having this, you know, this plan and this structure and this progression, but yet this sense of like play and lightness uh, about the practice. So that was the second key moment when I actually stepped away from the barbell and trained differently, found a playfulness and a softness in my practice again. Then the third key moment is actually really recently. So for the past few years, I have been really focused on my business, on building Warrior School. And I've still been training. You know, I've been working with my coach for the past couple of years. And, you know, we've been working on projects and building strength. And we, I have goals around training And I was training like 
three or four days a week. I've been training from home now for about five years, so I haven't been in a gym. And I enjoyed it. You know, I I love, I'll always love to train. But it wasn't my focus. It hasn't been my focus for the past few years. Building Warrior School, growing this amazing school with these amazing women, uh, you know, being inside of that to looking at processes and, you know, my warrior's journey and how I can make it better and, you know, supporting her and doing the work and growing a business and building a business and learning and, you know, all of that is, it's been my focus. I've been on a big sprint with my business. I have a vision. And so that's been a priority. And then a few months ago, you know, something just wasn't feeling quite right. And I just, you know, I I sat with it and spent time just thinking about like, okay, what, what wasn't feeling quite right? And I realized it was my training. Like I missed training. I missed training a lot. I missed training really hard. I missed the barbell. I missed being in a gym. And so one day Carson and I went on a date to a gym, uh, our ideal kind of date. And we just had such a great session. We went to this really cool gym. It's huge here in North Vancouver. They have a really big powerlifting culture. So it's got some really super cool equipment. And we just had this really fun date. And it was nice to be in a different training environment, using some of the really cool equipment. I had such an epic time. And so then I did some drop-ins for a couple of weeks just to see, you know, just to see if this maybe was the thing that was like missing. And I realized it was, that I needed to be in a gym again. I needed to be in a different environment. And I wanted to fall in love with training again or more deeply in love. I guess that's a way that we could look at it is, you know, that day that I learned how to snatch and my time with Jules teaching me how to actually train, how to actually build a proper strong foundation. uh, That was the time I fell in love with it. And I think the Everything after that, I've just re-fallen in love with it or fallen more deeply in love, rekindled that desire and that love. So recently, uh, the third key moment was going back into a gym that has made me fall in love with training again. It's actually made me fall in love with the barbell again, which is super cool being in a different environment, being around, you know, amazing, strong humans. Uh, Like I said, they have a big powerlifting culture. So it's actually really cool to watch them, to watch them move these heavy weights, uh, to watch them be together and support each other. Like a lot of them have a competition coming up in a couple of weeks. So just to bear witness to that and be in that energy uh, has yeah, has really made me fall in love with training again. And I'm falling in love with the barbell again, which is exciting. At the moment, my coach and I are working on a lot of barbell strength. So really building my squat, building my deadlift, uh, which is really exciting. 
and potentially I pick up a barbell again and I do Olympic weightlifting maybe but you know recently this change in environment the change in the rhythm to my day even like getting out of my apartment you know I I work in here all day you know I was training in here you know we've been in here for the last you know two years because of the rhythm of the world to be out feels great you know, today I got to train for two hours and then I walked home in the sunshine. And I'm just injecting a little bit more of like a bit more balance back into my life. You know, I, I believe that we can go through sprints of things, but then we need to like pull back and recover. So I've been sprinting with my business for a long time, <laughs> the last couple of years. And now, you know, it's not that I'm not focusing on her or building her you know I still am but right now training you know and me falling more deeply in love with training or rekindling my desire for training is my focus it's my priority and being in a gym is helping me do that so my question for you warrior is do you have a key moment that made you fall in love with training you know, is there a moment where you, the mind got to, got to think, hey, actually, there's a difference between just working out and exercising, and now I'm training, like I'm truly training, I have a practice. What was that moment for you? Have you had it? And if you haven't, do you want to have it? <laughs> because if you want to have it, I can help you. You just have to apply for warrior school. We're taking applications in June if you want to fall in love with your training and then keep falling more deeply in love with it, I can help you. Come and join all of these amazing women that I have inside Warrior School that are learning to fall in love with their training. It's so cool. If you have had a key moment that made you fall in love with your training, I want to know. Let me know. Uh, email me, DM me, tag me. Let me know when you fell in love with it. Okay, warrior, have a great day and I will see you soon. Warrior woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.